Very good. How are you? Fine. So uh, welcome, everybody, to the uh, Lower Antonio Sports Talk podcast show. It's the NFL show with myself and JD. Today we got a lot to talk about because we have been a, it's been a good start to this NFL offseason. We're going to talk about Kyler Murray's pro, uh, pro day along with the Patriots and Rams mock draft, and then we'll be analyzing picks one through 32 in the NFL draft preview. But first off, let's start off with the news on of last week and give me your take on what was your reaction when the Patriots traded for Michael Bennett and Antonio Brown traded to the Raiders? Well, starting off with the the Patriots move, getting Michael Bennett, I, I like the move. I know it's a guy the Pats were in on before he signed with the Eagles uh, originally a year or two back. But originally I thought it was going to be a move that said more about Adrian Claiborne. Maybe they were going to cut him and less about Trey Flowers. But then news comes that Flowers is signing with the Lions, and that's another story. But I think it's a good replacement. It's a very Patriots-like move. They didn't give up much to get the guy. He's an experienced veteran. They can get the most out of him. And I guess one of the biggest takeaways I had that day is that uh, maybe they were thinking about getting the band back together. You have Martellus Bennett saying he wants to come back, and then Danny Amendola gets cut by the Lions. Jamie Collins gets released by the Browns. And maybe none Danny of that Amendola happened. got cut by the Dolphins, and then he just signed with the Lions. Yeah, so I mean – but at that point, it was like, okay, Bennett wants to come back to the Patriots. Amendola may want to come back to the Patriots. So you, you start to get a little excited about the uh, those guys uh, potentially coming back. And so far, none of that has materialized. But a, in a vacuum, I, I do like the Bennett move. I think it makes the Patriots better at a position that they needed to improve at, especially if Trey Flowers was supposed to go. So I, I like the move. And like I said before, they, they didn't give up much to get him. Yeah, they didn't give up that much either. And the Patriots have a lot of draft picks in return. So, And then let's talk about next. Give me your reaction on the Antonio Brown trade to the uh, Raiders and also Eric Weddle signing with the, uh, with the Rams. Mm-hmm. So with Brown, I like the move. I think it's something that the Raiders needed to do. They needed to rebuild the excitement around this team, especially with the upcoming move to Las Vegas next year because last year they were – unquestionably a, a giant dumpster fire. And I'm a big Derek Carr fan. He had zero weapons around him, and, and now he has a whole lot. Antonio Brown is a great start to that. They just signed Tyrell Williams, the, the guy from the Chargers, who has amazing downfield speeds. So both those guys certainly boost Derek Carr's core of receivers. And then even getting a guy like Trent Brown, who, despite, I think, being overpaid, is still a move to help protect Derek Carr and the Raiders have three first round picks coming this year from the trades with Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. And I would say overall, I know Antonio Brown's older, but if you're going to give up a fourth to get him and you get a first for Amari Cooper, I think with the way both players were at in their respective tenures, Cooper struggling with the Raiders and Brown still playing at a very high level, you take that trade off any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought it was, it was a good move. I think now the Steelers are now going to rely on James Conner and Juju as the, as the go-to people that Ben Roethlisberger is going gonna, is gonna to throw to. And also, um, let, let's also talk about here news of yesterday. Uh, Le- Le'Veon Bell's with the our ri- division rival New York Jets, and then Odell Beckham Jr. is a Brown. So give me your take on those. Yeah, busy day for uh, the New York teams yesterday, and my, my roommate's actually a, a big Jets fan, so he he was happy with the Le'Veon Bell signing. And, I mean, it's it, it's tough to 
comment coming from a Patriots fan's perspective because this is arguably one of the biggest moves that an AFC East team has made in the last 15 years. But at the same time, like if you're a Patriots fan, you're used to that like running back by committee. And I was looking at something on Twitter yesterday that all the Patriots running backs combined are going to make less money than Bell. So it it's not a move that you're accustomed to seeing around the league. And maybe it speaks something to running backs in general that they're not valued as highly. Teams want to go that running back by committee. But if you're the Jets, it's a move you had to make. You had to get that star power on the team. And I don't know how Bell will be after a year off, but I would assume he'd still be able to play at a high level. And if nothing else, it helps Sam Darnold. They didn't have many weapons around him, but now now they do. They have a guy who can take the pressure off him, doesn't have to throw the ball so many times every game. And they made another good move, too, picking up C.J. Mosley from the Ravens. I liked either him or Anthony Barr. Barr didn't work out for them. So C.J. Mosley's a good good second choice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, C.J. Mosley is now a Jet, at least. That means they're going to have to move on from uh, from Darren Lee. And now Anthony Barr's back with the Vikings, as you mentioned. And also, other breaking news for the Patriots is that we brought back Brandon Bolden to a de- to a two-year deal. And I'm very excited about bring, have Jason McCourty for another two years with the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to have Jason McCourty back. He struggled a bit at the beginning of the season, but I think he really locked down that second cornerback position next to Stephon Gilmore toward the end of the season, and especially in the playoffs and into the Super Bowl. So I'm a big fan of bringing him back. But as far as the Patriots signing a big-name free agent, Brandon Bolden's about as big as it's going to get with with these guys. Bill Belichick just sits back and it's, it's tough to talk about Patriots free agency. Cause I'm sure they're just going to sign some no name wide receiver who catches seven passes in the Super Bowl next year. Cause that's just what they do. Yeah. You, you, you're spot on right on that one, dude. So now, um, now that being said here, uh, the team needs for the Patriots. Now that we have, we don't have uh, Trey flowers anymore. So I still have them. Like with one of my in, in my mock draft of the Patriots, I have them getting some defensive pieces from Alabama, which I would expect Bill Belichick to attend Alabama's pro day next week. And also, I think, I think, uh, I also think, I also think getting Brandon Bolden back will really help. But I also think the Patriots need some other special teams help as well, since we lost Cordero Patterson to the Jets to the Bears. So, you do you see the Patriots keeping Chris Hogan? I think they keep either him or Philip Dorsett, and it depends what their thoughts are in terms of wide receivers in the draft. It doesn't look like there's much left in free agency. Maybe they want to go after a guy like Golden Tate. Another option is to go after someone like Tavon Austin, who can return kicks, hasn't lived up to his potential, kind of similar to the Patterson role, former first-round pick who struggled to find his footing in the NFL, that if any team can make him into a consistent special teams player, which may be his ceiling at this point, it would be the Patriots. So that could be a good backup option. But I think if I had to lean one way or the other, and I think the Patriots are going to take one of Chris Hogan or Philip Dorsett and resign them, I think I'd lean toward Philip Dorsett just because he came on a little bit at the end of the season. Still has that untapped potential. Hogan, you kind of saw what that peak was for him, and he fell off a little bit. So I think they've been trending in opposite directions. And guy like Dorsett with his downfield speed could help the Patriots, especially if Josh Gordon isn't able to come back. But as far as team needs for the Patriots, I do agree with you that they should look on the defensive side of the ball too, especially the defensive line now without Trey Flowers. I think it's 
good enough where it's at, but it can be better. And there's certainly a lot of defensive line help in the draft. There is a lot of defensive line help for sure. It's loaded with that class. So for the Patriots, when also they need a tight end, I do believe that Martellus Bennett will come out of retirement to play for the Patriots. And also Grock will come back next year for sure. And I also have on my mock draft for the Patriots, and I'm not changing that, who Patriots are going to pick at 32. I have them selecting Noah Fant from Iowa. Yeah, I would love the Patriots to do that at 32. My only concern is that maybe he's not available there. I think right now I definitely lean toward them going tight end with that first-round pick. I hope it's Noah Fant, but if he is off the board, I could see them going with a guy like TJ Hawkerson or Irv Smith from Alabama. So there's certainly a lot of high-end options for tight end. In this year's draft, Noah Fant, obviously after the, the combine, is is number one with the athleticism he put on display there. But I hope that doesn't push him above 32 because there's other there's other teams that will need a tight end. So I, I think the Patriots do go tight end there. I hope it's Noah Fant. But if he's off the board, I could see them going with one of those other two guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, for me, when it comes to, to 32, I see them getting either Noah Fant or Irv Smith Jr., Mm-hmm. We'll the, get to my Patriots mock draft in just a minute, but what did you think of the Eric Weddle signing with the Rams, my other team? So can you tell me, if, did you say that you like that signing for the Rams in the short term? I mean, I, I like it in the short term. Uh, obviously, with LaMarcus Joyner leaving, it helps to have that safety help back there. So, I mean, I, I do like the move overall. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good move. Uh, I think uh, I also think – it's going to help with the Rams' safety needs for sure, and I think uh, I I really think Eric Weddle will really be a good leader to that secondary for the Rams. And now that Lamarcus Joyner's gone, I'm kind of sad that Trent Brown left. But you know what? I'm excited about Isaiah Wynn, by the way. Definitely, I think he slots in very well. And if if you're the Patriots, it's it's a perfect transition. They're going to need him. They were going to need him next year, anyways. But it's even more pressing of the need now with Trent Brown gone. So I'm excited to see what he can do. He had a good good summer before he got hurt, and we'll see how he returns. But that'll be a critical piece, and I think he can perform well at this next level. You're, you're right about that. So now for the Rams, I think what they need is they need an outside linebacker, and then I'll tell you who I have them getting on my mock draft of the Rams. I have them getting Brian Burns, the line, the outside linebacker from uh, Florida State, and also the Rams need need a safety as well, which – We'll get to my Rams mock draft in a minute as well. But I see them extending Jared Goff and Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib now that they moved on from Saffold, they moved on from Mark, Mark Barron and LaMarcus Joyner. Mm-hmm. I think those guys are definitely ready for extensions, definitely deserving of them. I, I like the, the physical presence that Tlaib brings to that team. I loved him when he was with the Patriots. I think he's a good veteran cornerback to have in that core. And Marcus Peters, I've never been – too too high on him but i i think he is a good fit for the rams and he's still young enough that there there's more potential to be tapped yeah and and you and you agree with the needs that the rams need like they need secondary help they need corners yeah absolutely and i i think safeties there's certainly some good ones available whether it's um nasir adley the guy from delaware taylor rapp from washington those are two guys i really like Linebacker positions a little concerning, like outside of the top two, or especially outside of Devin White, you got Devin Bush too, but there's not too many high-end linebackers, inside linebackers in this year's draft. The outside linebackers, there's some good people who can transition from edge rusher to outside linebacker. So from the Rams' perspective, it's 
a good draft to fill those needs, I think. Yeah, for sure. So for for me, when it comes to draft targets for the Patriots and Rams, uh, I have them targeting Noah Fan at 32, and then they target Brian Burns at 31. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I I have Noah Fan at 32, too. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to leave the, the Rams one to you, but I, I do like that pick. Yeah, Brian Burns, I hear, is a good outside edge rusher, a guy that could get to the quarterback and could fit Wade Phillips' system very well. He could – that could leave the option of moving uh, Samson Ebukam to middle linebacker, or he can rotate in with Dante Fowler now that mm-hmm. the Rams got him back, which is good. Yeah. So now when it comes to breakout players for the Patriots next year, I think it's going to be Sonny Michelle, Isaiah Wynn, and on defense, Joan Bentley going to unleash. Mm-hmm. It, it's certainly an interesting year for the Patriots coming up because I feel like just about every single player they drafted last year missed pretty much the whole season. I mean, Sonny Michel, we saw what he was capable of when he was fully back and healthy, and especially in the playoffs. But two guys, um, I agree with all the guys you mentioned, but two other guys I'll mention. One, Braxton Berrios, uh, he's a seventh-round picker last year, but he was a slot receiver from Miami. He fits the similar Julian Edelman-type mold. I'm not saying he's going to get there, but he's a very good slot receiver and was at college. I could see him transitioning to that in the next level. And Duke Dawson's another guy. I liked the pick when the Patriots originally selected him in last year's draft. Obviously didn't get to see much of him this year, but at least this year he can shore up the the backup safety position or some backup corner position and be a good slot corner. Yeah, you're right about that. So now, that being said, for the Rams, who I have them breaking out this year, John Franklin Myers is going to grow into that good edge rusher too. And also, whenever Andrew Whitworth hangs it up, watch out for uh, Joseph Noteboom. Mm-hmm. I like it, and I, I know I said this uh, last time we talked, but I'll, I'll still go with my uh, my Rams breakout player to be John Johnson. Just got to give the BC shout-out yet again. Yeah, and also in, in my mock draft of the Rams, I have them drafting a BC offensive lineman in the third round of the draft, and that's Chris Ludstrom. I saw that. He had a very good combine. I think he's going to be one of the better offensive line prospects in the draft, and Having seen him play here at BC, he, he did a remarkable job all the years he was here. And I, I I think if you get him at you have him right here around three ninety nine, that would that would be a huge steal for the Rams. Yeah, because now that they lost Roger Saffold and now they need some in reinforcements to kind of help stabilize the offensive line for sure. Mm-hmm. So so now so now that now that being said here, let's talk about the my mock draft, I'm going to break that down with you. We'll start with 1 through 10. We'll go slowly on this. So um, I'm going to start with the first pick in the draft. And I originally had Nick Bosa going number one to the Cardinals. Um, I changed my mind because I think Josh Rosen's going to get traded. And I have the Cardinals selecting Kyler Murray with the first pick in the draft. Ooh. Already trades shaking it up. What were we saying? Already trades shaking it up. Which one were we saying again? You already got trades and shaking, shaking up the draft. Yeah, and I and I I think Josh Rosen will either get traded to the Dolphins or the uh, or the uh, Redskins. Okay, I like it. So, so do you agree with this one, Kyler Murray, number one to the Cardinals? I think if they trade Josh Rosen, I I still lean with them going going edge rusher, but it's certainly Cliff Kingsbury, it's well documented how much he loves Kyler Murray, so I I could see it happening. Yeah, so that's why 
in my mock draft, I originally had Nick Bosa going number one, but I changed my mind now because I think the Cardinals got, I think the Cardinals will trade Josh Rosen, get Kyler Murray. And they already have, they already got like pieces like Terrell Suggs, who's going to help with that edge rush for sure. And also Jordan Hicks. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's why I have Kyler going number one. And number two, I originally had Josh Allen or Quentin Williams going number two, but I have Nick Bosa going number two to the 49ers. Yeah, I I still think he'd be the number one pick in my mock draft, but if he's available too, I, I have him going there. And then uh, and then number three, I originally had the, the Jets going with Rashawn Gary, and I have them drafting Quentin Williams at three. Quentin Williams? Okay. I like yeah, the pick. Yeah, because the Jets need a guy that's going to pair with Leonard Williams on the front end of the defense. Yeah, I think it'll come down to either him or Josh Allen um, for – for that pick, but they definitely need an edge rusher. Yeah, you are, t- you're spot on right on that one. So now with the fourth pick in the draft for the Oakland Raiders, I have them drafting Josh Allen, a Khalil Mack replacement out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. So that would be, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. I was just because the Raiders, something else for a sec. the Raiders are yet to replace Khalil Mack in that role. Yeah, no, that would be a great pick to use it on, and especially after they've bolstered the offense. I, I see them going defense heavy in the, on the draft. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you in a minute who I have the Raiders the Raiders drafting at their later first-round pick, so I'll tell you right now so that it's out of the way. So with the 24th pick, the Raiders get Josh Jacobs, running back from Alabama, and I have them getting at pick 27, Calvin Harmon, a receiver from NC State. I like that. The Raiders have three first-round picks. Yeah, I definitely agree with the uh, the second one. I think they go running back to complement Derek Carr and the wide receivers. I don't know now with the Antonio Brown move and uh, the Tyrell Williams if they go and get another wide receiver, but certainly an option. Yeah, that's why I have them getting Kelvin Harmon still, despite getting Tyrell Williams. He could still fit into that offense. Now with, mm-hmm. you have Jordy Nelson, you have A.B., and then you have uh, Tyrell Williams in the slot, and Calvin Harmon could, could also play in the slot as well. They could use four receiver sets. Yeah, definitely. That's why I have Calvin, Har- Calvin Harmon going to, to Oakland. So with the fifth pick in the draft, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers addressing their pressing need is a corner and getting I, I think that's a good pick. I, I like that. Because uh, the reason why I say that, I originally had uh, what you would call this. I originally had uh, uh, Rashawn Gary going there and Quentin Williams going there, but I changed my mind here because I think uh, this pick will be better for for the Bucks because they need somebody to compliment uh, Vernon Hargraves. Mm-hmm. I like them going cornerback, yeah. And then with the sixth pick in the draft, I think this is the end of Eli Manning's career with the Giants, and I have them selecting Dwayne Haskins, a quarterback from Ohio State. I like it. I that would be my pick for them too. I don't think it means it's the the end of Eli. I think he may play one more year or maybe two more he years. He's playing one more year in 2019, but I think that this year will be the last. Yeah, I I think they they look to the future and select him there. Yeah, that's why I think he'll re- I think Dwayne Haskins will redshirt under Eli Manning and be like that Patrick that next Patrick Mahomes. Mhm. That's why I have Dwayne Haskins going to the Giants at 6 so that he learns under uh, Eli Manning. I like it. And then to get it out of the way, they have the 17th pick in the draft as well. I don't think they're going to get a receiver here. I have them getting Greg Little 
from Ole Miss. And I originally had Cleveland getting them, but since that pick is traded, I have I have the Giants getting Greg Little to help with their offensive line. Yeah, especially where a guy like Nate Solder struggled. I, I think they do need to bolster that line, and especially maybe not for this year, but for next year if you're going to have a young quarterback coming in. It would be yeah, for a good sure. move. Yeah, for sure. And then with the seventh pick in the draft, I originally had Jacksonville getting Kyler Murray, although earlier in this, I told you that I have Kyler going number one to the Cardinals and that Josh Rosen's going to get traded somewhere. And I have the Jags filling a need that will replace Dante Fowler Jr. on the roster as Monta Sweat, side linebacker from Mississippi State. Okay. I, I like uh, both those Mississippi State um, edge rushers, whether it's Montez Sweat or Je- Jeffrey Simmons. Big fan of both of those guys, so certainly I like the pick. And then with the eighth pick in the draft, I originally had Green Bay move it up, but I have them keeping their pick at 12, and we'll get to that pick in just a minute. So I have the Detroit Lions selecting Clean and Farrell, defensive end from Clemson. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you got him and then you got uh, Trey Flowers, that, that pretty big push to your, to your D-line. Yeah, and I think Matt Patricia is going to use that draft to get a defensive end because I don't know where Ziggy Andrews is going to go. To be honest, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's why that pick is going to work out too. And then with the ninth pick in the draft, I have the Buffalo Bills selecting Jonah Williams, an out, an offensive tackle from Alabama, to kind of help stabilize the offensive line and help help develop uh, and help develop Josh Allen and give him more time to throw the football. Yeah, I think that's a good pick for them. I think it's a steal where where they'd be getting him at number nine. Uh, he's a very good offensive lineman, probably the best in the draft, I'd say. Uh, and you saw what, what something like that can do for a team like the Colts a couple of years ago, um, drafting Quentin Nelson. I know different players, but certainly a move to be made if you're Buffalo. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be a steal for the for the Bills for sure. And then with the 10th pick in the draft, I have the Denver Broncos going defense first instead of getting quarterback first because Vic Fangio is a defensive-minded head coach, and he's going to go defense first when it comes to the Denver Broncos draft strategy and help and get complimentary pieces to Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, they get Devin White, an inside linebacker from LSU. I like it. White's a very good linebacker. I could see them maybe going quarterback, a little less so now than before, now that they have Joe Flacco. I think they're going to try to ride him out for another year or two. Uh, One thing I will say, though, is I know a lot of mock drafts have maybe a guy like Drew Locke as a quarterback going to them. And after watching the combine, I think Drew Locke could be the, the best quarterback in this year's draft. So Yeah, he could be. Like we talked about Drew Locke. Drew Locke has a good arm, and uh, if the Dolphins don't get a quarterback, I see the Dolphins drafting him in the second round. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And that's why I don't have the Dolphins getting Drew Locke with their first pick, because I have them going defense first. So, with the Bengals pick at 11, I have them selecting Cody Ford, offensive tackle from Oklahoma, because I think that's a pressing need for the Bengals. Yeah, I think if you're the Bengals... I like the move. I could also see them going defense where they've, their defense has had such a turnover over the last couple of years that maybe they go with a guy like Ed Oliver um, or some other defensive lineman. But I definitely think offensive lineman would be a need too. Yeah, and then with the 12th pick in the draft for the Green Bay Packers, I originally had them getting Hawkinson and Ridley, but I changed my mind because I was told today that I think the pressing need for the Green Bay Packers is – a fit is offensive tackles and I have them getting Jawan Taylor from from Florida with their first pick in the first round okay yeah I mean they certainly got to keep Aaron Rodgers upright I could see them going offensive tackle I do agree too they could be a guy like Hawkinson in the mix go for a tight end 
I think the defense is pretty well set for Green Bay after the spending spree they put on in free agency. So I definitely see them going offense first in the draft. And then to get it out of the way, since Green Bay has another first-round pick at 30, I have them getting Dalton Resner from Kansas State. He's also an offensive tackle that could fill the right tackle needs. Originally, I thought about Zach Allen from BC and then Riley Ridley, and I changed my mind that I think the Packers will go with two offensive tackles in the first round because that's their pressing need. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing that. But, I mean, a guy like Zach Allen at number 30 wouldn't be bad either. I've seen him here at BC. He, he's going to be a phenomenal player in the NFL. He's a first-round talent. I'd love the Patriots to go get him at 32 if it wasn't for the, the more pressing need of the tight end. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see about that. And with the 13th pick, I have Miami. If Miami doesn't get Josh Rosen, which I think Josh Rosen will end up being a Washington Redskin, I have the Miami Dolphins selecting with this pick, Rashawn Gary, a defensive end from, Michi- from Michigan. I do think my, the Dolphins will get some Patriots to reunite with Brian Flores, like Jamie Collins and also maybe Jacoby Brissett. So I have that pick being, a, being th- that for the Dolphins since they lost Cameron Wake. And I think they need defensive end help, and Rashawn Gary would fit the Dolphins very well. Yeah, I like it. I, I see the Dolphins going defensive line too, especially an edge rusher. And, and, and you agree with the pick of Rashawn Gary to the Dolphins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then for the Falcons at 14, um, I think they need center help. I don't know how long Matt, Alex Mack will be, will be existing. So with the 14th pick in the 2019 draft, I have the Falcons selecting Garrett Bradbury, a center from NC State. Okay. I, I like it. I, I could see the Falcons needing – needing center help. And I mean, they certainly have the offensive weapons and, and the quarterback in Matt Ryan to be a successful offense. They just need to give him time and give the, give the running backs um, time to operate too. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're, uh, you're right about that for sure. So uh, also with the 15th pick in the draft for the Washington Redskins, I have them selecting uh, Devin Bush, an outside linebacker from Michigan. They obviously need a linebacker help. And they need that so that they can pa- rush the passer, rush the rush the uh, passer effectively. Yeah, I like it. I I think they uh, I think Washington would be well suited with a, a good outside linebacker like like him and, and like we said outside of um, Devin Bush and Devin White, there really are no no linebacker options. So you, you got to go first round if you're looking for one of those elite talents at linebacker. Yep. And also with the 16th pick in the draft, Cam Newton needs a one, number one wide receiver. That's for sure. He I does. am getting Nikhil Harry, a wide receiver from Arizona State. I like it. I, I definitely think that Carolina goes wide receiver. And as we mentioned before, there's certainly plenty of good wide receivers in the draft. Another guy I could see them going and getting is uh, Kelvin Harmon. I know we've talked about him in the past. Great nose for the ball. We talked about Kelvin Harmon going to the Raiders. Yeah. So I, any of those guys, whether it's Metcalf or Brown, other Brown, Harmon, Harry, any of those guys would be a great fit on Carolina. Oh, of course. You're right about that. So we talked about the 17th pick already with the 18th pick in the draft. I have the Minnesota Vikings selecting Ed Oliver, defensive tackle from Houston, which they lost Sheldon Richardson to the Browns. So they would they would need to fill that void right there. And I think Ed Oliver would do a good job doing that. If, if he's around there, that is a steal for the Vikings and it, it boosts their offense, a defense that struggled a bit last year, but has the pieces to be elite. They do have the pieces to be a lead here. And then with the 19th pick in the, in the draft, we talked about this team before. They're like the Patriots 2.0 to us. The Tennessee Titans select. I originally had them getting safety, but I had them drafting A.J. Brown, the wide receiver from Ole Miss, to kind of help with uh, Marcus Mariota. I've, 
I think it would be good. I, I love the pickup the Titans had of Adam Humphreys. I know the Patriots were in a bidding war with him, so that definitely helps as a second wide receiver to Corey Davis. I think they do go with some type of offensive weapon. It, they could be another team that's in the market for a tight end, so hopefully they don't for a second year in a row uh, pull ahead of the Patriots and just draft a guy that the Pats are looking at. Yeah, that's why I have Tennessee with A.J. Brown at 19. So with the 20th pick in the draft of the Steelers, I have them getting DeAndre Baker, a defensive back from Georgia. Yeah, I think the Steelers go defense. I know they lost Bell and Brown, but the defense has just undergone such a turnover, and especially at cornerback, they need help. Yeah, they need a lot of help there for sure. So now with the 21st pick in the draft of the Seattle Seahawks, I have them selecting Byron Murphy, a corner from Washington. I like it. If he went to Washington, a local guy for them. Yeah, just so because I think Pete Carroll will attend their pro day as well. Yeah. And then with the 22nd pick in the 2019 draft, you're going to agree with me on this one 100%. I have the Baltimore Ravens selecting wide receiver DJ Metcalf. I, I like it. I mean, they, they lost John Brown. They're going to need to replace him. It'd be a great fit with Lamar Jackson and give him another – Another uh, offensive weapon. Yeah, that's why uh, that's why I have them uh, replacing John Brown with DJ Metcalf with this pick. So next pick with the twenty third pick in the draft, I have the Houston Texans selecting David Edwards, an offensive tackle from Wisconsin. David Edwards. Okay, I like it. Yeah, to kind of help stabilize the offensive lineman and help protect uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, definitely. You I mean, you saw that against the Colts in the. Uh, wild card route and that Watson barely had any time to operate and they're certainly set on defense so I I think they do go for an offensive lineman I could also see them maybe trying to snag a running back but probably not in the first round so I, I agree offensive line yeah for sure here so uh so that being said here uh with the uh, 20 and we already talked about 24 and 27 with the Raiders and let's go to 25 with the 25th pick in the 2019 draft even though the Eagles Brought back Deshaun Jackson. I think they're going to add Marquise Brown with the 25th pick in the draft, the wide receiver from Oklahoma, to complement Jeffrey Jackson and uh, Nelson Aguilar. Definitely. Maybe he could develop into the guy they were hoping Golden Tate would for them. Yeah. And then with the 26th pick in the draft, I thought about the Colts getting uh, Jawan Taylor, but I feel like they need another linebacker, and then I think their offensive line is set to go. I think they're going to go with Tevon Cooney, an inside linebacker from Notre Dame, so that we have a Notre Dame reunion with uh, with with uh, Quentin Nelson and Tevon Cooney. I like it. I can see the Colts going going defense. I think people were thinking wide receiver, but now that they signed Devin Funches, I don't think that that should stop them from doing that. But maybe it does shift the focus to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're right about that for sure. And then with the 28th pick in the draft, I have the Los Angeles Chargers selecting Andre Dillon, an offensive tackle from Washington State, which I think the Chargers need offensive line help. I do believe that the, the Chargers are going to extend Phillip Rivers, but I think with this pick will really help with the uh, Chargers. Definitely. I agree. I like offensive line for them too. And then with the 29th pick in the draft, I have the Kansas City Chiefs selecting Jahai Parlight an outside linebacker from Florida. Yeah, Kansas City certainly does need defensive help, and I think that would be a good pick for them, a good fit. Yeah, that's why I have them going with uh, with uh, with outside linebacker, and that now that they got Tyron Matthew to help bolster that secondary, and uh, 
I think with Steve Spagnuolo there, that defense of the Chiefs will be better. I didn't think they clicked under Bob Sutton. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after letting go of a guy like Justin Houston, D Ford, I could definitely see them going with some type of linebacker, edge rusher help. Yeah, and with the thirtieth pick in the draft, I no, we already talked about thirty with the thirty first pick in the draft. I have the Rams getting Brian Burns, an outside linebacker from Florida State. Okay. I like it. And then and then with the thirty second pick in the draft for our New England Patriots, they select Noah Fant, a tight end from Iowa. That that would be ideal in my opinion. Like I said, my only concern is that he's already gone by that point, but if he's not, he's the guy you have to take. Yeah, you are you are you're you're right about that for sure. So now with that being said, now that we talked about that, so I'll tell you my the rest of my uh mock draft for the Patriots since we already talked about Noah Fant and all that. So let's go rounds two through seven. So the with the fifty sixth pick in the draft for the Patriots, I have them selecting Mac Wilson, a linebacker from Alabama, with the with their first pick in the second round. I do want the Patriots to consider a, a linebacker earlier in the draft and obviously getting an Alabama player, you can't go wrong. So I, I like the pick. I know that we're all excited to see what Juwan Bentley can do, but I think the Patriots do need to draft another guy just because you may be placing a lot of pressure on Bentley's shoulders to be the next Dante Hightower or something like that. And he had a couple good summer games, but I don't want to fool myself into thinking that he's going to be the anchor of this Patriots linebacker core for a while so I, I think they do go out and get another linebacker I like that pick yeah and then uh the next pick I'm about to talk about here is the uh with the uh, 64th pick in the 2019 draft of the Patriots in the second round I have the Patriots selecting another Alabama guy in Isaiah Bugs, a defensive end from Alabama okay I like I don't know much about Bugs, so I'm not gonna comment on it but I mean you see Alabama you can't go wrong yeah, you can't go wrong with Alabama people there. And also with the, not to, with the third round, with the Patriots' first pick in the third round, pick 73, that pick is from the Detroit Lions. I have the Patriots selecting Deontay Thompson, a defensive back from Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think the Patriots, similar situation to the, the linebacking core. I think you're set at it for right now, but I think the Patriots do need to consider drafting a guy like Thompson for the future of this cornerback yeah court. like a guy that could learn under McCordy and both the McCordy brothers at the secondary you know exactly and then with the 97th pick in the draft for the Patriots in the third round that's a compensatory selection I have the Patriots selecting Hunter Renfro a wide receiver from Clemson I, I love that pick Hunter Renfro is a guy that I I love he seems like the perfect type of Patriot but uh, I would certainly approve of that pick yeah, and I think we could use them on special teams and also use them in on, on some occasions to rotate them in with Edelman. Definitely. He, he was the leader of that Clemson team. He knows how to win at the highest level of college football. Very shorthanded wide receiver. Can play the slot, can play the outside, and like you said, can learn from a guy like Edelman. And then the next pick I'm going to talk about with round three, pick 101. It's also a compensatory selection. I have the Patriots selecting... Anthony Nelson, a defensive tackle from Iowa. I like it. I I can see the Pats using a defensive tackle, especially after guys leaving. He'd make a good backup, and Iowa certainly is known for their great defensive players. So it would be a good, good selection. Yeah, for sure. And then with the 134th selection in the fourth round for the Patriots, Adam's selecting Trayvon Williams, a, ru- a running back from Texas A&M. Okay. Yeah, running backs – 
interesting for the Pats. I don't think they need one, but I could see them certainly with all the picks they have going out and getting one because yeah, just take I, a flyer on that guy. Back in the fourth round is because I don't know if Jeremy Hill's coming back. So that's why I yeah. went ahead and did, did it right there. Can't hurt to take a flyer on the guy. Yeah, for sure. And then the next pick I'm going to talk about, round six, pick 200 and 205 for the Patriots. That's also a compensatory selection. I have the Patriots selecting Kari Wills, a defensive back from Michigan State. Okay, yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm just looking at positions at this point because once you get down to the sixth or seventh round, I'm, I'm falling out of knowing who these guys are. I do know Stanley Morgan when we get to the, to the seventh round. But uh, Yeah, we'll, talk to the, we'll get to the seventh round in just a minute here. And then I have with the seventh, with the 239th selection for the Patriots in the seventh round, that's from the Philadelphia Eagles. I have them selecting Christian Miller, an outside linebacker from Alabama. Okay. And then with the 246th pick in the seventh round for the Patriots, I have them selecting Cameron Glenn, a defensive back from Wake Forest. Yeah, I mean, when you get down to that part of the draft, if you take a couple defensive backs, maybe one of them does stick. Yeah, or maybe one of them is practice squad material. Yeah, definitely. And then with the seventh, with the 252nd pick for the Patriots in the seventh round, I have them selecting Stanley Morgan Jr., a wide receiver from Nebraska. I like Morgan. I think he's he's undervalued. Seventy receptions last year on a just a so-so Alabama team. So, I I think he he can play well at this next level. I don't know what his role is going to be. Uh, maybe a practice squad guy this year, but I would like the pick as a seventh rounder. Yeah, for sure. And then with the Rams pick now, now that we talked about Brian Burns, so let's go to rounds three through seven. So with the two third round picks, I have the Rams using it on. I have them using it on Trey Lamar and Chris Lidstrom. Okay, I like the the middle linebacker pick, and also you already know how much I love Lindstrom, so I certainly approve of that pick. Yeah, and then uh, the next pick we'll talk about is the fourth round pick in the draft of the Rams. I have them selecting Marvell Tell, a defensive back from USC. Yeah, I I don't know too much about Tell, but um, certainly the Rams could use that second tier of defensive back help, and he can learn under some of those young guys. And then with the with the 169th selection in the fifth round for the Rams, I have them selecting a guy that I went to high school with, and I saw him play football for for my high school team, and is a, a is an explosive running back that could catch passes, run downhill, and a guy that could could be a big help to the Rams special teams unit, and that is running back James Williams from Washington State University. Okay, I like it. I I'd honestly never heard of him, but if you've played with him, I take your word for it. I mean, if you watched I didn't him play, play football, you've watched him. But him play. I, I went to high school with him, though. Okay, so I I take your word for it. Not that I know you I, went, I went to high school, high school with him, but I, t- I take your word on him that he's a good good football player. He he is. He was a good football player for for the high school I went to in Bur- at Burbank High School, and uh, I do think that I think he'll and he's from the area from where I'm from, but I do think that 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 selection would make sense for the Rams so that he could be closer to home to his family and that his family could come out and see him play more often at the Coliseum or something. Yeah, definitely. And then with the sixth round pick for the Rams, pick 233, I have the Rams selecting Brett Rippon, a quarterback from Boise State University, not to, not to, uh, to, not to force Jared Goff to lose his job. Jared Goff needs a, a good backup quarterback because Sean Manning isn't that good of a backup quarterback. But I would expect the Rams to use the free agent market to get a good veteran backup quarterback for Goff and also use the draft to get a third stringer just in case. Yeah, definitely. I like Rippon. Uh, 
BC played against him in the bowl game this past year for 10 minutes, and then the game got canceled. So didn't get to see too much of him. But I know he's a very solid pro-style quarterback, and he won at Boise State. And you've seen guys from Boise State, despite being a mid-major school, have success in the NFL before. He's a guy, especially to pick like 203, that I'd, I'd take a flyer on. He'd make a good Yeah, and I, I, and I don't think if he's around, he won't be their starting quarterback. He's a guy that can learn under Goff and then, went, and then he could be a trade bait. Yes, definitely. I, I like what I'm saying is that I don't think it's I don't think he'll steal Jared Goff's position away. Like, say if he's hurt and if they need a starting quarterback, then Brett Rippon could could fill in for Goff and then he can be a trade bait. Like, I could see that situation being like a Nick Foles and Carson Wentz type of thing. Oh, absolutely. I definitely see him as a backup and I see him as a very capable backup. Yeah. And that's why I have the Rams getting them at six because I don't think I'm not sure what they're going to do with Sean Mannion, though. Yeah. And then, and then also for the Rams, I picks, and also pick seven for the Rams, two hundred fifty-one. I have them selecting DeAndre Walker, a defensive end from Georgia. Okay, I like it. At that point in the draft, you could use the defensive end help. Yeah, get some defensive help, defensive end help as as well. So I think when we talk about teams that are poised for a big offseason, I think the Jaguars and, Ra- and, and Raiders and also the Lions are winning this offseason. And don't forget about the hated Jets, too. Definitely. One team that I will mention, they're not teams that are necessarily won the offseason, but they're teams I think made some, some good, subtle additions while these other teams have gone out and, and spent big. One of those teams is Tennessee Titans, solely based off one guy. Like I said earlier, I love the – addition of Adam Humphreys. Uh, I thought he would have been a good Patriot if the Patriots were willing to dish out that money for him, but he adds more talent to that Titans team. And another team I think has done a very good job past couple days, despite not making many headlines, Green Bay Packers signing Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Adrian Amos. So certainly bolstering that defensive front, which struggled at times this past season. So if they can get the, the weapons back around Aaron Rodgers, I think it's a team that they've put themselves in position to make the playoffs again. Yeah, I think the Bears and Packers are going to be neck and neck in the NFC North this year. Yes, definitely. I, and I, I hope, I don't know if it'll happen, but I would love to see Minnesota back in there. I'd love to see Kirk Cousins get another chance at playing in the big moments and, and performing well after his struggles last season. Yeah, you're, you're right about that for sure. So... With my final NFL thought of the day is uh, I think I think the Cardinals go Kyler Murray number one. Josh Rosen gets traded somewhere, and I think Kyler Murray had a good pro day when I when I kind of watched it today. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, don't forget the the Raider, the Ravens added Earl Thomas and also Mark Barron. Yeah, and and they added Mark Ingram too. Yeah, so don't forget about those picks as well. Definitely, and and for my final uh, NFL thoughts, one. Just reiterate what I said earlier. I think Drew Locke does have the potential to be the best quarterback in the draft. I think he'll be the third one off the board after Kyler and after Dwayne Haskins. But I think he could potentially be the best guy coming out of this draft. And a guy not to sleep on. He didn't go to my school, but he is from the area. Small-time football program, but Andy Isabella out of UMass. He's been making headlines lately with a good combine performance. He's one of the fastest guys you'll probably ever see. Uh tied for the fastest wide receiver mark at the combine this year at four three one, I think. And he would make an excellent slot receiver. He'd be the perfect fit for the Patriots. I mean, he's from 
from the area, maybe be undervalued by other teams because of that. He's been a huge riser lately on the draft board. So I'm interested to see how high he could get. Originally, I was hoping the Patriots could pick him in the third or fourth round and get him as a steal. But now they may have to spend one of those second round picks on him if they are looking for a guy like him. Yeah, that being said, J.D., I'll talk to you in a few weeks when we preview opening day when the new baseball season starts. Perfect. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And have a good one, and I'll talk to you in a few weeks. Thank you. You too.